Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is ESPN Radio. Miss Wilson, how you doing this Monday morning? I'm okay. Am I uh, just okay? Four-year- well, I'm just okay because about 10 minutes before uh-huh. we hopped on air, I heard my four-year-old start right. screaming. He's sick this morning. Okay. Freddie, one week of camp. One week. I can't. Do you have kids? Yeah, my daughter's 32, so oh, relatively but, speaking, yes. Right, but you, still, kids are kids, right? right? So you remember those days. It's like we've had a break here this summer uh-huh. where I didn't have him in school, right. and then one week back in preschool, mm-hmm. and bam, the mm-hmm. sickness is real. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. So I'm just okay because as a parent, you know, when you're a parent of a little one, like oh, yeah. he's coming for you next, right? So oh, it's, you know, he's doing then, the sneezing, the coughing, his throat's um, getting yeah. in medicine, he's coughing all over me. I'm like, all right, great. That's not even one degree of separation that's like a half degree of separation because you're part of that trail that if he gets it or she gets it as kids all of a sudden it turns to the tension where's amber there she is <laughs> let me yep. go get her <laughs> i am a lock too i my immune system is never very good so i am a lock to catch all the preschool germs yeah, but by the speaking of kids a buddy of mine his his son he has two kids he has an older daughter named rachel and then his younger son is mike by the way they're the dorsey's they live across from me where i live at in connecticut john and tina their son's about shout to out go. to john and tina. shout out to john and tina hanging out you know one of my friends and one of my neighbors as well and where i live at in connecticut and Michael is getting a chance to go live out his dream to be part of a NASCAR racing team. He's going to get the interviews moving down to North Carolina. So he Ooh. just graduated from Central Connecticut State University in New Britain, Connecticut, with an engineering degree. So he's ahead of the curve. They're the 25th power. So they had a they had a party for him yesterday, like a going away party and everything like that. And it's really cool when you hang out with your friends and the the, the beverages are flowing. The food is great. The conversation is wonderful. And then you say to yourself, I've seen this kid go from being a 12-year-old, 11-year-old when I first moved to that neighborhood, and now he's going out into the world to do that. I'm thinking, where did that time go? And then I start thinking about my daughter, who's 32 years of age. And so I'm bringing this around to say that, Amber, at four years of age, you're going to blink your eyes, and your kid's going to be on his way out to a new endeavor on his way to making his life happen. You're going to say, I remember back that Monday morning where he was screaming because he was sick and I got sick because of my son. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yes. No, I know. Enjoy every moment. Right. Listen, the days are long, but the years are short. Everyone always says it. I didn't understand it until I was the parent. It is the truest statement on planet Earth. Once you become a parent, the days can be long, but the years are very, very short. No doubt about that. And especially let's say if you're the parent of a guy like a Patrick Mahomes, where all of a sudden I'm sure Patrick Mahomes senior's thinking I knew my son was going to be good. I didn't realize he was going to be this in the National Football League. And this is when you know you are the dude. Not because of the State Farm commercials and stuff like that. Not because you're the biggest, baddest boy in the NFL jungle when it comes to Patrick Mahomes II because I do not want his mama coming after me for calling him Pat like she came after <laughs> Steve Levy on Monday Night Football when that whole thing went down. Yeah, this is when you know you're the dude. When people are starting to talk about you in these kind of terms with a guy who just retired and Tom Brady. Don't take my word for it. Check out what Mike Greenberg, ESPN radio host, also the host of Get Up, what he had to say, and how Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, lost his rabbit behind mine when Mike Greenberg said. 
Looking at Mahomes' numbers, his five years as a starter, how consistent it's been, how much winning they've done, the Super Bowl appearances and everything else, you start to say to yourself, Tom Brady just retired. We've just seen the greatest quarterback of all time. Is there a possibility that Mahomes is actually Don't on a trajectory? It. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do what? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do LeBron, Jordan. Don't do it. We're not going to do it, right? We're not going to do like LeBron, Jordan here. We're not going to spend the next 10 years trying to decide whether Patrick Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. We're not going to do that, right, Greeny? We're not We're not going to do that. I'll walk. I'll walk. I'm done. I'll walk. I'll walk. I don't know that we're not going to do it. And let me make my case. Let me make my case for why it is a valid discussion. Because the sides almost set themselves up perfectly. You sound just like one of the old heads, and I am one too. Oh, Jordan, and he won the championships. And, yeah. and then you got all the younger people who are going to say, no, no, look at all the things LeBron can do that Michael Jordan couldn't do. And that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes is. And here he comes on this trajectory. I actually think Mahomes and Brady is on the verge, on the verge of becoming our next LeBron Michael conversation, Darlington. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. What do you think of that? <laughs> Why can't you just like them both? Why can't you just like them both? As soon as Jeff said that, it was one of those amber dividing line situations because you know there are plenty of people out there that love these kind of greatest of all time Mount Rushmore debates, and it just makes my eyes bleed. But I understand where it's coming from. It's 21st century. That's what people do. But that doesn't mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, that doesn't mean that Greenberg is not going to be right if Patrick Mahomes keeps this up on his trajectory in Kansas City. If Patrick Mahomes keeps this up, right? I mean, we are so far from that. And Uh I understand all of this is about perspective. It's what Greeny was alluding to. Whenever you have the conversation about the GOAT, you're always coming at it from the perspective of who you grew up watching. And that's normally the player that you lean towards in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Kids these days are growing up watching Patrick Mahomes. Certainly they're not, even though Tom just retired, the growing up watching Tom, it's not the same rate if you're young. Like my son right now might grow up watching Patrick Mahomes because hopefully he's got a ton of years left in the NFL. But it's all about what happens during those years left in the NFL because Brady did it for so long. If we compare just the first six years of their career, it's very, very comparable. I mean, Mm -hmm. in terms of each winning two Super Bowls at this point in their careers, Patrick Mahomes gets the nod in terms of championship conference championship appearances. He's got five at this point. You saw the number comparison. If you're watching us on ESPN two and ESPN U that they just put up, it's comparable. It's a conversation. We're only six years in. It's just a conversation that is so incredibly premature to me because we're talking about a quarterback on the other side who did it for until he was 45. I mean, is Patrick Mahomes going to even have the opportunity to come close to that? Who knows? Yeah. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together in ESPN Ray. And ESPNU, and it goes back to because this same kind of conversation was almost happening at the Dorsey's party yesterday. Because Mike is a major Kansas City fan, he loves Patrick Mahomes, but a lot of his buddies are New England Patriots fans who all they've known is Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear anything about the Pages who weren't any good in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, even for part of the 90s. That's not that's a foreign concept to them. All they've known is what the New England Patriots have done when Tom Brady won six championships and won the seventh of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and why their team can't get back to that if this keeps up the way it's going in New England 
three years now, four years past Tom Brady going on about his biz, and the Patriots only have one playoff appearance during that time. That kind of conversation at that kind of different level, they were saying, and, and Mike was like, I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to be that guy that could be on that Tom Brady line. And I said to myself, if they're having those kind of conversations among younger people with their teams, it's not, it's not beyond the pale not saying it's going to be a debate. I don't know if it's going to be the next great debate. To be honest with you, Amber, I don't care about such things like that. I don't compare guys from different eras. I don't compare athletes from the 70s and 80s to what's going on now. It's just completely, completely different times when it comes to that. But that doesn't mean that, that Patrick Mahomes, more than ever before, is the dude now. He is the dude. Maybe not just in the NFL. He could be the dude in all the sports where now we're starting to hear people compare greats in other sports or in his own sport because based on the trajectory they think they're going to see from a guy like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is definitely the dude now. And we are witnessing greatness, so we should appreciate greatness while we're actually witnessing it, instead of doing the thing that we often do, where we look back and appreciate it on the back end. Patrick Mahomes deserves the credit right now, absolutely. And it's cool that their careers did overlap there for the period of time that their careers overlapped, but it's an impossible comparison. Absolutely. It's impossible. I mean, even just comparing their first six years in the league, it's like we're taking the numbers. Well, Patrick Mahomes' numbers are going to blow out uh, Tom Brady's numbers out of the water. He's also in a pass-happy league. The NFL is so different today than it was during Tom Brady's first six years. So Tom Brady's accomplishments in terms of rings, in terms of championship games, appearances, all that kind of stuff. Right. I feel like we can maybe have that conversation. But when you're comparing things like the pass, passing numbers and you know the yardage and all that kind a huge advantage to yeah. Patrick Mahomes. But this is why it's impossible. It's impossible to know what would it have looked like if Michael Jordan was playing in this LeBron Absolutely. era. Right? And this Absolutely. is what we always do when we have these conversations. Nevertheless, you are wrong. This is a conversation we are 100% going to have. You and I are going to be sitting here in, what, eight years, nine years? <laughs> two We're years, doing this show. Years. It might be two or three years. That's true. It's <laughs> trying to give us a little bit more credit than we probably deserve here at ESPN Radio. No, I'm just talking about in terms of the time frame. We could be doing it two or three years from now, eight, nine years from now. I'm just saying in terms of the time frame, that could be a potential conversation because when you keep accumulating skins, the way that Tom Brady did. It's the same conversation that people had with Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. To me, that went beyond Mm -hmm. the whole Michael Jordan-LeBron conversation because they played in different eras. Golf courses, they're pretty much the same, relatively relatively speaking, compared to basketball. And people thought when Tiger got to a certain point, Amber, he was going to fly past Jack Jack Nicklaus in terms of major championships or finishing second. You just never know what's going to happen because Tiger Woods had the whole incident with his car and his ex-wife and then those injuries, and now he's not going to beat the record of Jack Nicklaus. It could be not saying that Patrick Jones is going to suffer an injury. I'm not wishing that on anybody. But you just never know. When you're trying to predict the future in, the, in these kind of things, you just never know what's going to happen to stop somebody's progress no matter what kind of trajectory they seem to be on, whether it's Tiger Woods then or Patrick Mahomes right now. I mean, even Michael Jordan left his sport and came back to it, right? That's so fair. you're right. We never know what's going to happen in these athletes' careers. You have to let it play out. It doesn't matter, though. We're not going to wait for it to play out. This conversation is absolute. <laughs> this debate, it's a lock. Like, yeah. tune in to first take in six years. You are a lock six. for Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady debate. Six? Maybe You're six right. weeks. You're right. Maybe in six, six weeks. six years. When you and I are on first take in August, yes. we're probably going to go ahead and pitch this yeah. as a oh, absolutely. <laughs> as a topic uh, to the producers. It, it won't have to be pitched. Yeah, we're doing that, whether you guys like <laughs> it or not. Matt in Atlantic City at 888-729-3776. He wants to weigh in on this. Magic Matt, what you got, my friend? 
Hey, good morning, Freddie. Good morning, Amber. Good morning. I'm uh, actually driving into work, so I just want to make this short. Uh, going off of Brady and Belichick, I actually honestly think Brady made Belichick. I know they complimented each other well, but you could see the Patriots haven't been relevant since Brady left. And I'm not knocking Bill Belichick. I honestly think Mahomes and Andy Reid complement each other better okay. than uh, Brady and Belichick. I think Mahomes can get to that Brady standard if he actually gets to another Super Bowl and wins. Um, so that's my take. I'm going to head into work, guys. You have a great Monday. Thank you. You too. Have a great Monday as well, Matt. Thanks for the call. Have a great day at work. Here's something to kind of trampoline Amber off of that. If anything, all the Brady supporters are getting more and more support by what their guy did without Bill Belichick than what Bill Belichick so far in year four, going into year four, has done, maybe not done without Tom Brady. But we're also going to have that debate about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, right? If this thing goes on for a very long extended period of time with those two guys together, because Andy Reid was one of those coaches who was respected before his era here with Patrick Mahomes. But there was a lot of question. Is Andy Reid a Hall of Fame caliber coach? We were having those debates on air. No one's having those debates anymore. Now that, of course, he has his quarterback here in Kansas City and they've done what they've done here with these last couple Super Bowls. So I do think that we could see a world where right. we end up having this same exact conversation of who helped who more, <laughs> who made who more. Yeah, yeah, well, right now we know that Reed and Mahomes have a lot better relationship than Belichick and Brady ever had, despite the years they were together and winning six championships. You can always hit us up on social media anytime you want at Amber W Sports. That's Amber's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. And keep the phone number handy at triple eight say ESPN. 888-729-3776. Amber Wilson and Freddie Coleman together this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. NFL running backs want love and money, but they're trying to hold the meeting. We don't think that's going to help. We'll get to that next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. One of the cool things working with Amber Wilson, by the way, and Freddie Coleman together, a part of ESPN Radio this morning, also in the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80 as well as ESPN2, ESPNU, excuse me, is that Amber's a lawyer. I'm not talking about she's not a practicing one on radio. She's a full-blooded, 100% pass-the-bar lawyer when it comes to Amber. Like these fake radio lawyers that we oh have out here? Oh, my God, yeah. I'll raise my hand. I'm one of them. You know, I, I now put, you know, I'm one of those guys. And the one thing I know that I can know, whatever perspective I give from you, will come from a sense of legality. If you are advising NFL running backs, having Zoom meetings – Trying to get the love and the contracts and the money that they they deserve, Amber. What would be your quote unquote legal advice to try to help running backs get what they're looking for, but they're probably not going to get either. Anyway, I mean, listen, it's good that they're having these conversations now and that they're all kind of trying to come together. 
However, it's a little late at this point, at least this go around, right, Freddie? Like, this feels like a conversation or a Zoom meeting that should have occurred before the franchise tags, before nobody was able to get the extension that they were going after. And it's a really difficult situation for running backs because, yes, the position has been devalued in the NFL. The position has been devalued in the NFL for several reasons. They seem pretty replaceable from a draft perspective. There's a lot of talent out there at the running back position. They also, it's a pass-happy league so they're not utilized to the same extent that they once were and when they are they are uh, insulted so to speak Mm -hmm. for their bodies breaking down right or now their usage rate is too high and you heard it there in the in the bite when you were coming in from Nick Chubb where he said the better that we do on the field the more that you get that on the back end the more that you get well you did so well this season so many yards on the ground Mm -hmm. but now your body is going to break down right because now you you've almost done too much and so it is a very difficult situation for these guys. There's no easy answer. And the fact is, Freddie, a Zoom meeting's not going to actually do anything. If you were going to try to do something crazy, like, you know, like a mini unionize, obviously they wouldn't be really unionizing, but like if they were to come together, like everybody in the NFL who plays running back, let's strike. You're not going to get the guys who have a three-year career span in the NFL and don't make the millions and millions of dollars to join that cause. This only, this situation that we're talking about only actually applies to a handful of these running backs, right? We are talking about the biggest superstar running backs in the league when we're talking about them being paid undervalued like right. Saquon Barkley is still making 10 million dollars this year yes he probably should be making 16 million dollars instead and that's what we're talking about but how many running backs in the league actually are worth 16 million dollars I mean a handful of those guys and so how are you going to get all the other guys who play that position to join you and forego their only earning potential sometimes in their entire life because this is always the problem with NFL athletes a lot of NFL athletes you're talking three to five years of earning potential and that is your earning potential for the rest of your life Like they are trying to make that money stretch throughout their entire lives. And you're not going to have those guys, the lower guys on the roster, give it up. And so it's a difficult situation. It's spot on by you, Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN radio and ESPNU, because even when you listen to Nick Chubb, he gave his takeaway from that Zoom meetings to Cleveland Browns running back. And it was very, very relevatory what he had to say. Check it out. Well, I mean, right now it's just talking. There's really nothing we can do. We're kind of on kind of handcuffed with the situation, but I mean, I feel what I took from it, uh, McCaffrey and Derek Henry, Hensei going on, a lot of good points, but the biggest thing is that we're on a position that our production hurts us the most, you know. If we go out there and run 2,000 yards with so many um, carries, the next year they're going to say, you know, you're probably worn down. That's the biggest thing that I took from it. It's just, it's tough, you know, we, it hurts us just to go, out, to go out there and do good, it hurts us at, at the end of the day. Nick Chubb told the truth by saying, we can have Zoom meetings, we can try to unionize. We can get together and sing kumbaya around a campfire. There's nothing we can do because the NFL has told us they will use what we do against us. You can be a very productive running back, and I said it last week, Amber, and you were with me. They will use that against you in negotiation. That's why you can scrub all your profiles. Saquon Barkley has scrubbed anything, any mention of New York Giants off his social media profile. Nick Chubb told the truth. It doesn't matter because there isn't anything we can do because we know that the NFL will use what we do best against us to make sure we don't get the money, even though right now that position, we also about the running game. It's important in the NFL, even in a pass-happy league. 
Coaches always say we got to stop the run. We got to run the football to be effective and help out our quarterback. With all that being said, everybody nods their heads up and down. Yes, yes, yes. When it comes to getting money, they go side to side. No, no, no. Nick Chubb told the truth. We can have a productive career, but it's not going to last long, and we're not going to get the money and contract that we want because there's nothing we can do as running backs in the NFL. It sucks. It sucks for the guys who play running back in the NFL. It just does. But that's also the reality of the situation. If you're a quarterback and you throw for 5,000 yards, there's no reason to believe that you can't do it again next season. If you're a running back and you run for 2,000 yards, everyone is, like Nick Chubb just said, going to look at you and think, you're not going to be able to do that again. There goes your body. And so in a way, they are punished when they do extraordinarily well and yet also punished when they age, and I'm well, I'm aging, I'm talking about 25, 26 years old. Exactly. Aging, you know, yeah. mid-20s aging. We're not, all, all the positions end up getting devalued through age over time. The running back position, we're talking mid-20s. And then it is that pool of talent in the draft coming up that also seems to harm this scenario because we're in a pass-happy league. You don't necessarily need the best running back in the league in order to win a Super Bowl. We've learned that over these last five plus years. Mm -hmm. And also there seems to be enough talent in the collegiate level where you can get a decent running back, right? And you can go ahead and still accomplish your goal. And so you kind of just make them rotational rookie deal, franchise tag once, maybe twice, boom, bring in the next guy through the draft. The only thing that I think changes that equation, obviously if the NFLPA gets involved, that's one way to do it when they renegotiate another CBA. But again, we're only talking about a handful of guys in the league. Like we're talking about just one position, which already makes this difficult. And then out of that one position, we're really only talking about a few guys at that one position who are grossly underpaid. So there's that complication from a union perspective, because obviously the NFLPA represents far more than just running backs in this league and certainly far more than the top running backs in this league. But the other way to get this done, I think, is over time, I would imagine, if you're coming up right now and you're playing football in high school, you're looking at this landscape and you're thinking, Mm -hmm. if I have the talent to play any other position, I am going to play any other position in the league. And eventually, you would I would imagine over time have a course correction where the talent isn't there in the draft. And so then all of a sudden, if there is a super talented guy at that position, you are taking him in the first round and maybe towards the top of the first round, because all of a sudden you need that help at that running back position. And it's slim pickings out here. Yeah. And then that guy's on a big rookie deal and it's a whole different ball game. And maybe you have to resign that guy because there really isn't anywhere else to go in the draft because the whole position has been devalued. And then that actually goes down to the smallest of levels in, in little league and, and, you know, high school. And it actually affects the entire course of things. But we're talking like a 10-year course correction. Yeah, It's it, not going to happen for Nick Chubb. No, it's, it's not going to happen for any of these guys because the NFL CBA cannot be renegotiated until 2030. Right. That's seven years from now. So all these guys having these Zoom meetings, Nick Chubb told the truth. This was nice. I love the snacks. I love the coffee. But there isn't anything we can do. And even in seven years. That's going to be well beyond when we're in the NFL, no matter who we are, what team we play for, especially that position when it comes to devaluing running backs in the NFL. Great stuff from Amber Wilson. Joining me, Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. We bring back ESPN Radio two-a-days. First team that is going to be up are the Chicago Bears. Should we expect anything beyond a team that won only three games last year? 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e Bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. So a team that was 3-14 and 14 last year helps us kick off ESPN Radio 2 a days this year when it comes to Chicago Bears. Amber Wilson, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio this morning presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and also on ESPNU. Jermaine Jones, Amber, hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and Amber W Sports saying he's expecting a Jalen Hurts-like jump for Justin Fields this year. The Bears have improved their offensive line. They have a nice wide receiver room with DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and also Claypool. A Pro Bowl year from Fears this year. The Bears will be a lot better than their 3-14 and record in 2022. I mean, no pressure. A Jalen Hurts-type yeah. league. No pressure, Justin. You just have to make it to a Super Bowl with that Chicago <laughs> Bears team around you. Come on, all right. Let's relax a little bit. Like Jalen Hurts, yes, a huge leap. Let's also remember the team that he had around him in order to take that leap. Justin Fields doesn't exactly have that around him. But like you just heard Courtney Cronin say, the Chicago Bears did do stuff here, Freddie. And in addition to building for the future, when they traded away that number one pick, we kind of forget the idea that they did bring in a number one receiver for him. So they did do what they could here to help Justin Fields in terms of weapons. You heard her say that they brought in DJ Moore. To give you an idea, last year, his number one receiver in Darnell Mooney topped out at 493 receiving yards. Okay, right. so certainly that receiver's room there needs a lot of help, and they brought in that help. So now he will have DJ Moore at the one. He'll still have Mooney. He'll have Chase Claypool. He'll have St. Brown. He'll have rookie Tyler Scott as well, and that's what you need. When you're trying to evaluate your quarterback once and for all, if they didn't feel good about building around Justin Fields, they wouldn't have traded away the number one pick. But they must believe in him enough that they were willing to do that. And instead, in trading away that pick, go ahead and address the weapons here that Justin Fields needs. They have handed him some of those. I'm not saying this is the best receiver room in the NFL, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely been upgraded this offseason. One of the things about that, if you have a quarterback that you believe in, to your point, you got to bring in weapons. That's not new news here. But also, what can that quarterback do with those weapons? DJ Moore, 63 catches last year, close to 900 yards, average of 14 yards per reception and seven touchdowns. You're banking on, okay, we believe in our quarterback, not just because of bringing weapons around him, but he's going to make those guys better. You're expecting more from Cole Komet, who had 50 catches last year, 544 yards, because a quarterback's best friend, if it's not going to be a running game or the quarterback making plays with his leg, Legs, excuse me, you got to have a tight end that can threaten the middle of the field. They believe they have a potential guy like that in Cole Komet at tight end. But that's what I want to see. If Jermaine believes 
that Justin Fields is going to have that kind of Jalen Hurts bump up, that bounce up. The one thing that Jalen Hurts did, he made A.J. Brown better than anybody could have expected when they brought him from the Tennessee Titans, and A.J. Brown was one of the best receivers in the league last year. That was something that not only helped Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts helped A.J. Brown. If you're going to bring in a D.J. Moore, you got Claypool, excuse me, you got Mooney, you're expecting your quarterback having these guys will not only have a bounce-up when it comes to him, but also bounce up those guys, have those guys play beyond their numbers if you're going to have those kind of expectations with your quarterback in Chicago when it comes to Justin Fields in year three. They also brought in some help in the backfield in that trade, right? They brought in Deontay Foreman. He's coming off of 914-yard yeah. season I like that pick. with the Panthers. He's only 27, oh, although 27. Again, we've talked about yeah. what it looks like at that running back position. Yeah, he'll be out but, of the league in two years. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. I mean, it, frankly, maybe shocking. He's not out of the league already. But, yes, coming off of 914-yard season at, in his upper 20s, he only has one season, though, with more than 600 rushing yards and over four touchdowns. So, We'll see if that season, last season, coming off a good season, was an anomaly there for Foreman. But they tried to bring in the help is the point with Justin Fields. And this team still has a lot of weaknesses, don't get me wrong, and still has a lot of questions. But I do think at least they put Fields in a position to take a next step. A leap to me, a leap, that might be a bit extreme. But a next step. You know, I don't think we need to be having the discussion of Jalen Hurts because that's way too ahead of schedule for the Chicago Bears. They're not the Eagles around fields at this point but a next step so that Eberflus and Poole can feel confident that this is the guy moving forward that as they continue to implement their strategy and continue to build I mean you heard Courtney Cronin say there they ripped that thing all the way down to the studs to rebuild it we know that takes time the question is this season that needs to be answered is is Justin Fields the guy to go ahead and continue to get that done what's going to help the Chicago Bears at least early on they have the potential to go two and out of the blocks they host Green Bay opening day, and then they're at Tampa Bay. Last time I checked, Tom Brady's not part of that organization. They got Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. So they can build some momentum early on and get some confidence for what is still a relatively young football team. If they can go 2-0, and then it may not matter what they do at Kansas City that final Sunday in September. Nobody expects them to win that football game anyway, even though it's hard to win games in the National Football League. But that could be a potential bump up for them. If you can go 2-0 and then acquit yourselves pretty good against Kansas City, even though a lot of people don't expect them to win that game, then maybe, just maybe, this team has the potential. They're not going to be a three-win team, in my opinion. They should be a six- or seven-win team. You're expecting that rise in a winnable division, Amber, in the NFC North. But if they go 2-0 out of the blocks, maybe, just maybe, it could be a lot better for the Bears being a potential team that can maybe sneak into the playoffs. I'm not going there, but if they start 2-0, acquit themselves against Kansas City, Get a little confidence in the NFL second by second league. You just never know. There's always that one team that shows that nobody sees coming that winds up being a playoff team or threatening a chance to be in the playoffs. Maybe the Bears could be that team. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, they have some soft spots here in their schedule. It's an ebbs and flows kind of schedule like most are. None of their soft spots really last more than two games here, though. So that's probably the problem for Chicago. They also have a really late bye in week 13. Sometimes that can be problematic because the injuries have already added up. At that point, now that is during their toughest stretch of the season between week 11 and week 15. They, it looks like they have a pretty tough stretch there. So they'll go ahead and get a bye during that stretch. But that is a pretty late bye there. And so we'll see how much that costs them and how much they needed that rest a little bit sooner in their schedule. It's not the worst schedule. It's not the best schedule. They don't need to win the division, though, frankly. I don't think this conversation with this Chicago Bears team is even about record at this point. 
It's about Justin Fields, right? I mean, that is, it's about developing the other positions on the field. It's about seeing whether your DNs can step up. It's about being, feeling solidified that you don't have a problem in the cornerback room. Like there's a lot of things that you're evaluating on this Chicago Bears team. But first and foremost, it is Justin Fields, Justin Fields, Justin Fields. This feels like a make or break season for him. Yeah, Year three, you're hoping that you want to see what you believe can be a progress with a guy that has that kind of talent. The one thing I'll say about Justin Fields, Find the need to not to have to run as much. They will hit that out of the league, Justin Fields. I don't care how big and how strong and how fast you are at that quarterback position. That's a great way to kick off ESPN Radio two-a-days. The Chicago Bears getting everything started when it comes to 2023 and the preseason. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as ESPNU. More of your calls at 888-729-3776 about the whole Brady versus Patrick Mahomes conversation. That was started by Mike Greenberg from Greeny, 888-729-3776. And why is Alan Yates, who is not afraid of anybody, scared of Amber Wilson? Keep it here. What? Everybody be afraid next on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Freddie Coleman. Always appreciate you joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to what's going on with social media involving Twitter and Joel and B getting married over the weekend. I want to get to the crux of this because this was brought up to my attention about 20 minutes ago that Alan Yates is really, really afraid of Amber Wilson. Now, anybody who knows Amber, yeah, there's always the silent ones you have to worry about. You got to keep an eye on them. But Alan Yates, explain yourself. Mr. Tough Guy that you are, not afraid of anything or anybody. Why are you afraid of Miss Amber Wilson? That's what I want to know. So I've always had this thing. So in the break, we were talking about Oppenheimer, right? I went to go see I can't it. wait to see that movie, it's by the way. an amazing movie. But one thing that stuck with me from the movie was how, like, certain scenes they shot at Oppenheimer's eyes. Killian you know, Murphy, the Killian actor. Killian Murphy's eyes are, like, yeah. super blue. Right. And people who have eyes like that, uh-huh. they scare me a little bit because I find myself, 
like not being able to look them in their eyes because it's like a very piercing thing. So every time I look up and Amber's on the show, I'm like, man, if Amber was yelling at me, <laughs> like really yelling at me, hey Freddie, yes ma'am, <laughs> I could be compl- I could be a hundred thousand percent right about it. Uh-huh. Yes ma'am, Jimmy Butler, yes for sure, hundred percent. Really, so I want no smoke. It, 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 really, it, it's one of those things for me, man. I don't know what it is, but like you know. Amber, your rebuttal. I, can't I mean, not not the only man in America who's a little scared of me, uh, as you all should be. So I'm okay with it. It was funny because he did say during the, he just said it so casually. Like you yeah. were invested in a conversation, the two of you about Oppenheimer. I was just sitting here quietly preparing for, I think, the Chicago Bears or something. You know, right. I'm reading stuff. And all of a sudden I hear Yates say he's got scary, he's scary like Amber. He's got scary eyes yeah. or something to that effect. Hold on, wait, wait a minute. And then, I, you know, a lot of people have said things about my eyes over the course of my lifetime. I'm not sure anybody has called me scary because of my like, eyes, like but what, I felt like example. it was the ultimate compliment. Oh, it was yeah. definitely a yeah. compliment. Yeah, you yeah, hold, eyes, hold on, so we're, we're back on this now. What else, what, what else they said about terrifying. their eyes? Other than your terrifying eyes, what else have they said about your eyes? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, most people are like, you know, you have pretty eyes, kind of, you know, right. like normal compliments, not like yeah. you're terrifying. Yeah, like terrifying Alan Yates eyes. over here. He takes it up a notch. Hey, it's a memorable compliment, you know? Oh, there no, you go. That, it it's, is. It's, it's, it sets you apart. I, I will never, never forget the time yeah. I was told I have terrifying eyes. By whom? No, by Alan Yates. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to say. Boom. Terrifying eyes. I'm just saying, man. It's it's like man. People who have eyes like Amber, I'm sure they, you know, through their daily life, even okay. if you walk past somebody, if they if they happen to lock eyes with you, you might be like, oh. Really? Maybe I'm just an android when it comes to stuff like that. People, eyes like that, as long as it's not from the Thriller video, Blue I'm pretty eyes, much good. Gray eyes, hazel eyes, yeah. green eyes. Yeah. Especially on the on, Then you would hate my person, daughter then with her hazel man, eyes. You would hate my kid. Like my cousins, some of them have green eyes. I'm like, auntie, I can't. I don't even want to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> what, you afraid? You, you fly mad, too I'm close cool. to the sun? Yeah, Pegasus? I got nothing for you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You're not doing that today. You're not getting me in trouble. <laughs> I knew this was going to be good when you said that. I wanted to save it. It was better than I thought. How you, You're afraid of Amber Wilson and her Damn, eyes. Man, my terrifying eyes. You can watch our, our, my terrifying eyes on uh, ESPNU, by the way, if, so you're, if you're curious. Uh, all we need right now is for Amber to go into a staring contest with Alan Yates, and he would just be in the fetal position in the corner. I would change the channel. I swear <laughs> to God. I'll look up if she's just standing up. No, no, change that, George. <laughs> well, look at it. No, is it, I want to know if anybody's changing the Twitter channel now because now Elon Musk has said it's no longer going to be called Twitter. It's going to be called X, and videos what? on Twitter will be called X videos. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm, just gonna... I, I'm hearing this for the first time. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, this, this broke yesterday, as a matter of fact, that he made an announcement that there's no longer – he's taking the birds away in terms like – it's just going to be called X on Twitter, and videos on Twitter will be called X videos. Hey, what? It's, it's, it's Elon's world. We're just what? we're just tweeting inside of it. I'm just telling you what it, X, it, videos. Yeah, X videos. Got it. Not triple X videos. Just X don't start, videos. Don't I'm start just saying. Nothing. We all knew nothing. where our my, all of our minds were going there. Okay, I'm just the only one who had the goal <laughs> the to actually to say, say it. it. What we were all thinking. <laughs> we're all thinking it, Elon. Literally. All of us over the age of eighteen are thinking it. Uh, yeah, this is this is stupid. So uh, this is like an Elon decision, right? I mean, oh, yeah. there's nobody else who's on board with this. Yeah. I just yeah. imagine Elon in in boardrooms and just know like everybody else at Twitter is so 
just unempowered to say anything to right. him and he just does what he wants because right. it's his baby it's his he baby. bought it you spend that kind of money on something yeah. you do what you want and- hey threads this is they're over there at instagram just licking laughing their, chops, their heads off just licking their chops just loving this and so you know that tweets and they said this i guess earlier this monday morning a tweets would also be replaced according to twitter's uh, obviously, Musk and posts right. will be called X's. X's, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all How many X's you got? Wait, what you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. right. This has, so now, this there's, has okay, Twitter there's beef so written all over right now. Weird implications here. Like, the, so now it's X's. This is how many X's. This is me sending out X's. Uh, yep. Yeah, exactly. Here's I where we are. So if I, if I, what's night. it called if I'm actually tweeting to an ex? That it's like my ex is to an ex? I, this is a, well, put it this way confusing. you can tweet to your ex, but if your next finds out about it, then that next could be an ex. <laughs> the potential is there as far as I that like goes. I like what you did there. <laughs> you see what I did there? See what I did there? Speaking of not having X's or Nexus, by the way, Amber Wilson and Freddie coming together, being terrifying on ESPN Radio, mm. the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. By the way, Keegan Smith on Twitter says, Blue eyes are not a window to the soul. They're a window to my soul, and that's not right. Gotta agree with the eights on that one. <laughs> Every red-blooded American male watching on ESPNU right now. I never knew how, that all I had to do to terrify men was just look at them. That's great. <laughs> Love it. Love that power. I keep telling I'm people it's it. not a man's world. It's a woman's world. Yep. Episode number 8,599 right now, based on the eyes of Amber Wilson. I wish I, I wish it worked at home. Like I, I wish I could just give my husband a look and he, you know. Well. well. He, don't believe me, Amber. Like, fold the laundry, and then I just look at him with my eyes. But Amber, I think he's been desensitized to them. Over no, the he hasn't. Year. No, he hasn't. He's picked his battles. He knows exactly when to fight those battles and when not to fight those We're battles. We're building. Right. He's afraid of you. No, no, I, you <laughs> as can have he your, should be. You can have your eyes closed. Your hubby is afraid of you, as far as that goes. And speaking of hubbies, how about Joel Embiid and Trey Young? Both got yes. married over the weekend. Joel Embiid, and somebody put on social media because that's what they do. He finally got his ring. Of course, it's a wedding ring, not a championship ring. Mark Rouse, one of our guys behind the scenes, said somebody called it his dance. He didn't have the right kind of dance moves. And they said that's what they call it like the second round bounce, whatever that was. What was it called, Mark? That was, was for yeah, Trey Young, the, the wasn't second it? round bounce. Second round bounce with Joel and B. Although Trey Young Amber was getting clowned about his dance moves when he yeah, got I married. Yeah, I thought they were both getting. I, I, I thought that Trey Young was getting clowned, but I'd heard a lot more about Trey Young's wedding. I didn't hear Joel and B getting clowned for his, but obviously both gorgeous weddings. Joel and B's yeah, was yeah. in. The Hamptons. I mean, we're, mm. you know, we're all going to hate. and We're all wishing I'm not that hating on could, that. Right? I mean, mm. let's be real. Beautiful, beautiful weddings yeah, and, and, for both but, of these guys. They got their rings. Yeah, yeah, Maybe but, the only rings they'll ever get. And, well, what? there's the hate machine right there from Amber Wilson when it comes to that. And although something was made about the fact no, that James. Well, when you come to the Miami Heat one day because you get so frustrated, you force your way out of Philly and you reunite wow. with your BFF, Jimmy, wow. then you can go ahead and get another ring. So right now, Amber has joined Nuno, our producer, Mark Morales. They're now the charter members of the Pretty Love Hate Machine. That's what they've been able to do right now. Joel and B can't even have a nice wedding with his mate, his life partner. And Amber's already saying, you know, when you come here to Philadelphia, then you can get that ring that you haven't gotten, not getting out of the second round. Wow. It's always, it's always about that. You know that, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree. But, I, you know, I wish those crazy kids all the best of luck in life. Those crazy kids. <laughs> You're barely older than them. You know, those crazy kids. Amber Wilson being like, oh, those crazy kids. We hope the best for them. Amber Wilson, Freddie, coming together this morning at ESPN Radio and ESPNU. And when you scrub your social media bio, that doesn't mean it's going to work. That's next. This is ESPN Radio.